with a business owner, I would do the same thing. Ask questions, right? Like, how much is your business valued at? Um, what percentage of the business do you own, right? And then from there, we can decide if they want to do it based on a future value or just a fixed amount, right? Um, whatever the case might be. So it's definitely, we do ask a lot of questions as insurance agents. And I think it's the proper thing to do because we want to make sure that we put in place. It's something that will cover you not just, you know, five years from now, but maybe 10, 15 years from now. Um, but which is also why we do reviews to make sure that what we put in place is still something that, um, that still meets the need. Um, well, we think about a lot of times with insurance, like money that's going to come in to replace, you know, my income or whatever, or to take care of my mm -hmm. family and stuff. But, you know, if you spent 20 years building a business, like people think of their homes that are biggest assets. Generally that business is your biggest asset. So here's the big question. Have you ever been so financially frustrated from years of poor financial decisions only to wonder why didn't they teach me in school anything about how to manage money? I've spent the last 20 years learning the secrets to how money really works and how to use it to get financially free on a goal to retire early. I've realized how much of an impact we could have on the world by teaching financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and a successful mindset. Join me as I interview some of the world's most successful business owners, coaches, and parents to get them to share their secrets on how you can not only learn, but teach these lessons to your kids to become financially free and impact your children's financial trajectory so they can avoid the frustration and go on to do great things. I'm Cody Laughlin, and this is the Money Talkers Podcast. Welcome back, Money Talkers. I have Lorena Tomasini with me. She is the owner of MALM, a life and health insurance agency. Um, she runs the business as a mother-daughter team um, where they help families and business owners with financial protection, all done digitally over the phone and the computer. Uh, Lorena is also the host of the 12-Minute Talks podcast, where other Florida-based business owners and entrepreneurs share valuable information in a short period of time. And I want to say welcome to the show, Lorena. Cody, thank you so much for having me on. Well, I'm excited to talk to you because uh, this is a subject that um, I feel is probably pretty confusing for a lot of um a lot of just general people that look into life insurance of when they need it, how much they need, why they need it, how does it affect your kids and your family. And so I'm glad that you're here. And uh, if you could um, give us a quick kind of, um, I guess, uh, synopsis of like what you're doing now, like what, what kind of life insurance you do and what you do with the business and your daughter and stuff. Yeah, sure. So I'm actually the daughter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, work, I work with my mom. Um, yeah. So what we really do is um, we try to make life insurance as easy as possible to understand so that people know exactly what they're buying and why they're buying it, right? Because um, life insurance is a very emotional type of transaction. It's not a pair of shoes that you're buying, right? Um, so we focus mainly on life insurance with living benefits. And that um, is basically, you know, so that if somebody gets diagnosed with like a critical illness or a chronic illness, they have money that they can use now um, to help them pay for stuff uh, using their life insurance. So it's, it's something different that's out there. But um, yeah, we really focus on finding solutions 
for each client because we don't believe it's a one size fits all type of of product um, because each family is different each person is different the needs are different um, health might be an issue as well um, so we're we definitely try to find the best solution for each person and that's why we represent different companies and not just one um, so that we can really tailor make the solution for them um, yeah yeah that's awesome so it's um it sounds like basically you're holding people's hands to be able to kind of get through the difficult parts of deciding what to do right correct yeah and we definitely don't put any pressure on anybody to buy anything and and we have um it's something that that sets us aside is we have a 3d process um where we help people first define what their needs are what what issues they need to solve um then you know we we help them um after that we provide them solutions based on on that and then they get to decide really what what they need to which which of the options would be best so um, who, who when do you need to start or like who needs life insurance yeah that's a great question so i always joke around and i say you know as long as you're living you need life insurance because eventually <laughs> we're all going to pass away someday right um so i think yeah there, there's different types there's different reasons why people get life insurance right um so going back to what I said about if you're living, you need life insurance. Yes, because if God forbid you pass away, how's your family or your friends or whoever going to pay for like a funeral expense, right? Something basic. We always see these GoFundMe pages for that. So I think, you know, even if you don't have kids or anybody really depending on you, that's a basic need that needs to be covered by everyone. Um, but besides that, obviously, if you're married, you have children, those are very what we call life-changing events. Um, and it really makes people think, I'm not only depending on myself, but now somebody else depends on me, whether it's the spouse or the children down the line, right? Um, so those are definitely people that need to look at getting life insurance, as well as for entrepreneurs or, or people in business that maybe um, have a business with somebody else. It's important to also look into, hey, if I pass away, how is my business partner or partners, right? How are they going to be able to continue the business if something happens to me, right? So those are things that people sometimes don't really think about, but it's it's very important. You know, you want to make sure that whoever um, continues the business with that other person is somebody that that you know will do a good job. And a lot of times, you know, the family members of that person don't really want to continue the business because they have no clue about what's going on um so those are definitely different scenarios of people that might want to look into life insurance uh, you know you brought up something right there where um i don't think a lot of people think about this when i was running my company we ended up having to do this because we had to have a buy sell agreement in the middle of it and it was part of um it was part of the due diligence to increase the value of the company um mm -hmm. was that we had a type of key man insurance and so yeah. um there was myself and the business partner and then we had debt owed for the company, but also there was a dollar amount to buy out the, the spouses so mm -hmm. that if, let's say, I would pass away, my partner did not instantly become business partners with my wife and, you know, and, and or vice versa. And because business partner is such a difficult 
um, relationship in the first place. Like it's, mm-hmm. you, you can have people that you just like, I pick you, you pick me, let's do this. <laughs> and then like six months later, you want to just like, th- you know, kill each other. And so like, yeah. imagine like in this stressful time that the partner who generally is a leader in the company uh, is gone. So now you're not only, you're having to like fill that void, but now you have somebody who's coming in who's, you know, uh, probably grieving, stressed, worried about everything, and then learning on the fly to one of the most important parts of the company. And so now you have a partner that, you know, you haven't been building this company with technically. And so uh, I think for business owners, that's a big one. Like if you have a small Mm -hmm. business, like you really, really have to think through that. And so where would you start with somebody like that? Like if you're an entrepreneur, if you find an entrepreneur that come to you, where Mm -hmm. would you start with them? Like in the, in the process, you mentioned like a 3d process, but what, um, where would you go with that? Sure. So with them, with a business owner, I would do the same thing, ask questions, right? Like how much is your business valued at? Um, what percentage of the business do you own? Right. And then from there we can decide if they want to do it based on a future value or just a fixed amount. Right. Um, whatever the case might be. So it's definitely, we do ask a lot of questions as insurance agents. And I think it's the proper thing to do because we want to make sure that we put in place. It's something that will cover you, not just, you know, five years from now, but maybe 10, 15 years from now. Um, Which is also why we do reviews to make sure that what we put in place is still something that that still meets the need. Um, Well, we think about a lot of times with insurance, like, money that's going to come in to replace, you know, my income or whatever, or to take care of my mm-hmm. family and stuff. But, you know, if you spent 20 years building a business, like people think of their homes that are biggest assets, generally that business is your biggest asset. Yeah. And so, you know, to me that you would want to protect that, you know, in, in the best possible way, because that's what you're leaving your legacy with. Yeah. Yeah. And so life insurance is a great way of doing that for many reasons. Not only if somebody were to pass away, right, as as we were talking about the business owner, but what if the business owner can also create something that builds cash value that they then they can use later on when they retire, right? They can take out funds from that policy um, that maybe they didn't really need to use because, you know, they didn't pass away. So their family didn't need it. But they still have that cash value that then now they can use for retirement, you know? Is that um, a tough conversation? Like, um, I know that people thinking about their mortality, you know, you mentioned kind of like, why am I going to buy uh, insurance? I'm not here anyway, you know, like, or, <laughs> or I don't want to talk about this because they don't want to think about dying. Like, do you run into those scenarios? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Especially here in, in Miami, we, we see that often. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, I think it's common. It's, human nature to not want to think about that um but then you see things that happen you know um people passing away unexpectedly right or somebody getting like a cancer diagnosis that that they you know that just happens um and yeah it is something tough to bring up sometimes but i think it's you know if you think about in your lifetime how many times you've actually spoken to somebody that does life insurance i think it's very few it's maybe the HR person at your job telling you, Hey, yeah, you get benefits here for X amount. Right. Um, yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. So it is a tough subject, but what I like about what I do is that we not only talk about, 
you know, if you pass away, we all know that's going to happen someday. You know, we're not, it, it's reality, right? Um, but I, I also like to talk about what happens along the way. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, we see people often that get diagnoses of cancer, heart attacks, strokes, or, you know, things where they can't do activities of daily living, which is like walking or bathing, right? And it's things that we don't think about, but so many people go through this each day that they might survive that because of so many advances in, in medical things and technology and so forth. But a lot of times financially, people are left devastated because, you know, you're used to being able to go to work and, and make a living and this and that. But when somebody's going through something like that, they don't really realize all the finances that come into play. Not just your regular bills, but hey, what if you need money? Because now you need to repair the bathtub and make it, you know, for a wheelchair to be able to go in there. You know, you need money to do that. And, and more than likely, what you have set up in your savings might not be enough to cover those needs. And that's really where the power of life insurance comes in with these they're called living benefits i mentioned it earlier next so the life insurance actually pays out while you're alive exactly yes and this is something that comes built into many policies out there you're not paying anything extra for it because i think our industry has realized hey people are living a lot longer than before and people do need money to take care of these things and hey why not do it with their life insurance you know um yeah so it's it's money it's what we joke around that it's, you know, it's a life insurance that you don't need to die to use. <laughs> That's a dark sense of humor. <laughs> it is. But, I know you, know, you got to have some insurance like, jokes to try and lighten it up, right? With it, when you're talking to them about, about their life insurance, you got to be able to right. put a smile on their face, right? You, you kind of have to, you know, because if I'm here all talking all serious about what I do, you're not going to be like, oh, I don't want to do anything with you. I think a lot of times like, um, you know, you're talking about a consultative approach, right? Yeah. And that's a, that's a big difference that I think what a lot of people's experience or what they think their experience is going to be when they're going to see a life insurance person, which is like, I'm just going to sell you whatever right. the highest policy, whatever I can get you to buy type of deal. Right. And there's, there's a strategic way to do it as well. And I think mm -hmm. that's what you're talking about is, you know, you're going to take an analysis like uh, somebody like you mentioned with no family and um, no one that they want to leave or an endowment or anything like that, but maybe not a lot of income still need some life insurance to take care of some things after they're done. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. a big difference than someone who's got, you know, 50 employees and a company doing $15 million a year in revenue and two partners and buy sell agreements and mm -hmm. vendors. And there's all these people depending on them. Yeah. Like their insurance is going to be quite a bit different. Right. For sure. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. M maybe it'll be more than one policy because you need maybe different things for different solutions. Right. It, it all depends. Um, so where, where do you, so if someone's listening right now, right. And they're a parent and, um, you know, they've got kids that are somewhere between, you know, elementary and college, and mm -hmm. they're kind of thinking about this, but they don't really know where to start. Like, what, what would you suggest for them to do a self-analysis with to see if, like you, I, I kind of agree with you, everybody needs to do it a, a, anyway, but right. where would you kind of self-analyze to say, okay, like, I really need to go have this conversation. Where would you start? 
Yeah, so a lot of people always have questions about how much life insurance do I really need, you know? And a quick way to determine that is, you know, you can get how much you make a year and maybe multiply that by like 10 years. Let's say your child is eight and you say, well, until my kid is 18, you know, that, that's enough time. Okay, so then you multiply whatever you make times 10, right, to cover that. Um, another way would be with if you have a mortgage, um, how much do you owe on your mortgage, you know? And at least so that way you have peace of mind that the mortgage is covered. So there, there's different ways of figuring out how much life insurance you need, you know? Some people like to multiply by like 20 or 30 years. I'm like, I think that might be a bit exaggerated, <laughs> you know? And I, I feel it's like one of those people that just want to sell you a lot of insurance, you know? Um, but again, each case is different. Um, so yeah, I would definitely take your income and if you have a mortgage, you know, take that into, into account as well, at least to have a, a good starting base, you know? And then what, what about these, I get them in the mail all the time. So I just yeah. recently bought a house and, or just moved in, but in August yeah. and uh, I get these in the mail all the time about the mortgage insurance. The yeah. ones that pay off the life, the mortgage insurance pays off, like or the insurance pays off my mortgage type uh, letters and those kinds of things. Like, um, you know, what are your thoughts on those? Yeah. So there's, it can be a little bit confusing too, especially when you just bought a house or you did a refinance, you're going to get bombarded with all these letters in the mail. And there, so there's different types of insurance to cover the mortgage, right? So when you buy a house and at least here in Florida, if you don't pay at least 20% of the mortgage, right? When you're giving a down payment, they automatically add something called mortgage protection insurance. And people think, okay, so my mortgage is covered if, if I pass away or something. And it's like, no, the bank is covering themselves if you, if you default on your, on your payments, right? So I think, yeah, well, people yeah, should Yeah, that get, doesn't go to the borrower at all. That doesn't, that doesn't lower your debt. That doesn't lower, that no. doesn't go to you at all, right? No, it doesn't go to yeah. your spouse or your kids or anything like that. Yeah, right? that's, a, that's to cover bank's losses and you still owe all the money, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, so what people should do, or shouldn't, but at least they should look into, right, is what we call mortgage protection, which is really, let's say you get a loan for $200,000 for a house for a 30-year um, time period, right? That's how usually people, how long you get a mortgage for. So then what you would do is you would get a life insurance for 200000 for 30 years. So you would buy a term for that amount of time. And then, yeah, if you pass away during that time period, your spouse or whoever you designated will get the full $200,000 to pay off the mortgage or whatever they need to do with that money at the time, you know? So um, how do you think people could look at it to where they could feel comfortable that they weren't, um, you know, getting, like they, they felt that they're getting their money's worth or they're not getting ripped off or like they're, they, I think that's one of the hesitations for people is it's so confusing and so varied that right. you have no idea if you're being taken <laughs> to the woodshed or if you're like, if you're like, if you got a good deal, like you don't even know, like right. you just kind of are just like, great, there's my payment. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I, I try to, and, and that's a, a great question, Cody. I try to go around, not around that, but the way I do it is with information, not bombarding people with so much information that then 
oh, now I really don't know what I want. You know, do I want a turn? Yeah, confused mind doesn't buy, right? That's, a, exactly. that's marketers 101, like, you know. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. So I, I tend to give people about two, maybe three at the most scenarios. And then I'll tell, you know, based on what we had talked about before, you told me you needed to cover your income and your mortgage to put that as an example, right? Or this amount for your business. And there, these are the two or three ways that we can go about um, solving that need, right? So, yeah, it can, it can be confusing, but if you just got two or three options, then you have a better idea of which one would, A, fit your budget, right? And then also which one you think would be best for you, you know? A lot of times people are confused about, should I get a term policy or a permanent policy, right? So can you tell a little bit different what that is? Like, so yeah. for, for the listeners that wanted to just like, or because you, you get the TV commercials and the, and the pop-ups on the internet and everything. And it's right. like policy, and, and policy, the, and policy. The, and, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the Susie Ormans of the world, you know. And, and oh, yeah. Stuff, you know? <laughs> I don't believe one product is for one person. Like, I don't think term is just for families or just for whatever, right? I think term is good if you have um, something like a mortgage that you want to cover that you know, hey, it's 30 years. I'm not going to need this coverage after those 30 years, right? And then permanent is just what it sounds like. It's a policy that will last you your entire lifetime, okay? So a few reasons to get, um, let's say pros and cons of the term and the permanent. Term is good, you get a lot of coverage for lower premium a month, right? So it's kind of like, um, yeah, that's basically what it is. But what happens after those 20 years or those 30 years passes and you're still alive, well, great, you had coverage and you would have, the company would have paid if something happened, but you no longer have that life insurance, right? So you're paying so less you got, because they're betting on you not dying. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot less risk, right, for them. Yeah, it's, but, it's like morbid as it sounds, like you're, you're, you're basically playing, uh, you're, play, you're kind of playing the odds, right? And so pretty much, that's, what, that's what you're saying. Much. So you're saying if in 20 years, financially, I don't think I'll need the insurance to pay for that. It might be a better option because it's a cheaper option. And more coverage, cheaper option. Right. If something right. happened, but, unforeseen. Yeah. The issue is if you only have that term policy, and let's say you got it when you're 30, and now you're 50. And now between 30 and 50, something happened to your health. You had a heart attack or right something. Let's just put the example of the heart attack. Well, now when you're 50 and you no longer have that insurance policy, it's going to be a lot harder for you to get new insurance because maybe you decide, man, now I need insurance because I bought another property or I got into business with somebody else, right? So that's when, when we say permanent is a good option as well is because what you're doing is you're insuring your ability to have insurance your entire lifetime, basically. So if you get it at age 30, with the permanent plan, you're always going to pay more a month because you're getting that coverage to age 100 or age 120, right? It's a long a lot longer they're, they're time. going to pay out because like you said earlier, you know, it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you pass away age 50 or age 90, whoever you put as the beneficiary will receive the full death benefit. Right. Um, so the permanent plan is good because you always have that coverage in place and you always pay the same monthly premium. So it doesn't matter how old you are. You're always going to pay that same amount that you got it when you were 30, you know, 
Um, and then also with the permanent plans, you also build cash value that, as I mentioned earlier, you can use down the line. A lot of people like to use it for retirement purposes or they use it to fund college for their kids. You know, they say, well, my kid is one year old now, so when they're 20, we can take this money out of this life insurance and you're not going to pay taxes on it because you're taking it out of a life insurance policy. So then you can use that money to fund the college and you still have life insurance, you know? So there's a different reason, a few reasons why a permanent policy is, is interesting to do, you know? Well, you know, I that's would, one of the things like you, if you, like you mentioned like the Susie Ormans of the world and like, uh, right. you know, I'm, I like to joke that um, I'm starting money talkers to keep people from having to go see Dave Ramsey. Right? <laughs> that, <laughs> like, that's who I was thinking of. I forgot. Yeah. Like I want to, yeah. Like my whole goal is to make sure like you don't need that course. Right. So right. hopefully the kids don't get in that financial <laughs> hole that you get into when you're like, I just need some Dave Ramsey in my life. So, right. um, but you know, I also naturally don't, I don't like when people rail against a product and say, absolutely not, no way, no way, no how, no, never, this is a ripoff. Because honestly, there are going to be scenarios that that product becomes beneficial and there's going to be reasons and targeting that you need to have. And you yeah. also have risk aversion. So like you talked about like, okay, so they say, well, and I find it funny because in Dave Ramsey's world, like he, there's, there's there's reasons that he does things even though they're not financially the best things to do right. because he knows that habit building right and so for what you're saying like let's say uh on the insurance they say oh well the insurance is you could you're better off putting it into a 401k or whatever else because their fees are less and this and that but uh -huh. if that's not your objective and that makes you sleep at night and you know that you're you're using it for a purpose like you've mentioned like in 10 years from now i'm going to use this money for college but i also want to have coverage for my family and this is the reason I have my mortgage. Like there's a lot of factors. And yeah. so that whole like, uh, you know. Buy term, invest the difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, and that's a great financial thing. But a lot of people aren't, you know, are, aren't on top of their finances every other day or, you know, I mean, watching those things. So like if it's a peace of mind deal, it, it has to fit your scenario and your situation. So yeah. maybe I, because I'm not, I know I'm not going to watch my finances every single day, which I don't suggest, but because I'm like neurotic about mine. Mm -hmm. And so, because I needed some Dave Ramsey in my life at one point <laughs> real bad. <laughs> and so, uh, um, you know, but if you're, if you're not, well, maybe you don't need to worry about watching it every single day and maybe you're going to go out and make more money or you're going to right. like, you have a purpose to take risk with a, a business adventure or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think that the, every, one shoe fits all all the time. And when I hear people say that, it kind of drives me nuts about almost any financial product. Definitely. Yeah. I don't, to me, that's crazy because how am I going to know, like, how am I going to tell a 70 year old, you know, um, yeah, no, you, you should buy the, this 10 year term or whatever. How do I, how do you know that person that's 70 is going to die in 10 years? You know, like just because it's cheaper or whatever it might be, you know, like it has I think to fit the scenario, you know, and that's your consultative approach. That's it's that's happened. really yeah, that's really yeah. good, and that's, um, you know, it's the one size fits all things that I don't, you know, and I, and I don't think they're giving bad advice because right. I think that they're giving advice to masses, but exactly. that's why you need somebody like yourself that's going to sit down and be a professional and 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 go through 
step-by-step of your own personal scenario and your own personal risk tolerance. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, you may have a goal and maybe it costs you an extra few thousand dollars, but it keeps you sleeping at night. (laughs) You know, that's, that might be worth it to you, but that's your, you know, and and so, um, this whole what one size fits all is just to me that that's insane. You know, it's for any, for any industry, you know, I, I found, so as a commercial banker and then, um, you know, I found that you need to, you need to find four good things, right? You need to really get out there. You have to have a good attorney. You have mm-hmm. to have a good CPA. You have to have a good banker and you have to have a good insurance person yeah. because they all have different objectives and you need them to be consultative and not salesy because they need to consider the other people in the chain. But even if it costs you more uh, to find those things, mm-hmm. I find it saves me so it saved me so many times since I started paying for those things. I paid up for professionals and yeah. it's been mind blowingly different experience than me always trying to find the exact cheapest route to do everything. Exactly. And it's like I say, you know, sometimes as entrepreneurs, we like to be like, oh, I can do everything. But it's like, no, my <laughs> my thing is insurance. I don't do taxes. You know, I don't I'm not a web developer or whatever, you know, so hand that off to somebody else that knows what, what they're doing. You know, I'm classic do it myself person. Oh, like, I have to. Just, yeah, <laughs> me too. I, I've, I've, I'm still struggling with that one. You know, like I don't do <laughs> taxes or anything like that but there are certain things in my business that I just can't I can't be like oh here have somebody else do it yeah I feel like if I don't understand it I can't give it to somebody else to do it and it does I just I end up like just I learn a lot but I end up like wasting time or energy and stuff I think my my model for this year is like if somebody can do it at least at 80 percent of how I can do it, then, you know, at least it's better. Than- you can call it the frozen model. Just let it go. <laughs> let it go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go. You got to just let it go and go on to something else that does good things for you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I mean, what, one of the things that I think makes us a little bit different is, yeah, we do the consultative approach, but I'm also not going to go visit you at your house or at your business. I, yeah, I was just about to ask you about that because one of the yeah. things that you had mentioned was that you do everything digitally over the phone and uh, on the computer. So how, how do you guys work that? Because with a personal scenario like that, what, what kind of tools are you using to do that? Yeah. So, you know, I've been in this industry 13 years now. I started when I was in college. And um, when I started, I would definitely go, you know, visit people at their houses or at their business. And then eventually I opened my own office and then people would come. And we did that for like two or three years. And then we decided, you know what, let's just do everything online because the companies have made it easier for us to do that with electronic applications, right? The actual life insurance application. And then also, um, so what we do is, is we send people quotes, uh, video quotes, so after we do the analysis, we decide, okay, this is what I think would be the best thing. But instead of just sending you, you know, a life insurance quote that you have no idea how to read, it's, yeah. you know, a whole bunch of pages. Uh, we go over it like if we're there face to face. So we can do, some people like to do it together. So we'll do a screen share. Other people, you know, hey, I'm, I'm real busy. Can you just send it to me? So we'll do that. And then, you know, we'll, we'll always do a follow-up appointment to make sure answer any questions they might have. And so do you do it like just that. for Florida or do you do it um, nationwide? 
Yeah, so I'm licensed in Florida and Nebraska. So if somebody listening lives in another state, I can help them, but I will need to get licensed first um, to even do a quote or anything like that. Uh, that just takes like a day or two. It's not that long. But if someone's really interested, I'll get my license. I know why you're licensed yeah. in my in Florida, but how come do you end up in Nebraska? <laughs> <laughs> I get that asked a lot, you know. I, um, I got my license there because we also do health insurance. So we saw that in Nebraska there was a need on the Hispanic market for health insurance. Um, Are you bilingual? So yeah. yeah, I'm sorry? Are you bilingual? Yeah, I speak Spanish. Yeah. What's yeah. uh what's your heritage? I was born here in Miami, but I'm half Cuban, half Argentinian. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Great. That's yeah, it's uh I miss uh I miss the Miami cafes. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, the Cuban coffee. No, yeah. there's nothing better than Cuban <laughs> coffee in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I uh yeah, that's that's one thing I definitely miss from down there, but you can't drink too much of that stuff because it'll be wild. Yeah, you'll be yeah, you'll you'll be working all night. <laughs> you'll be cashing your life insurance in. Pretty much, <laughs> too right? much yeah. of that stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. well, awesome. Well listen, I um I really appreciate you deep diving into this with us and uh and, and kind of breaking down some of the misconceptions um out there. If uh if some of the money talker listeners want to find out more from you, where do they find you? Sure. So they can, the best way is on my website. Um, that's www.malmins.com. Um, or if not, they can find us on social media, M-A-L-M-I-N-S-22. Um, yeah, that, that's the best way. You, My phone number is everywhere on my website, so you can get that there too. Awesome. Well, listen, like I said, I really appreciate you jumping into a subject that like, I think a lot of people have trepidation to. Yeah get into and hopefully in the podcast format it gives you some time to stop think about it think about some reasons and why um you know it's not just it's one of those things that, like people say oh you need it but they don't really know why you know yeah i always say the best thing in any scenario is to make an informed decision not based on what you hear on the news or your friend or your cousin or whatever you know people are experts and professionals for a reason so <laughs> reach out to them Absolutely. Well, thank you again, Lorena. I appreciate your time. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you for listening to another episode of Money Talkers with me, your host, Cody Laughlin. If you found this episode helpful in your pursuit of financial dominance, it really helps if you make sure to leave a five-star rating and share it with your friends or family members who could use good financial information and entrepreneurial success tips. I invite you to join the Money Talkers Community Facebook group. Open Facebook and search for Money Talkers to join today. Follow us on Instagram at The Money Talkers for inspirational mindset posts, encouragement, and investing tips. And remember, the one thing you can do to change your kids' financial future is to start talking about money with them because you are a money talker. <laughs>